Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rody. What's up, Matt? Welcome back to Buffalo Wild Wings, Annapolis tonight. And the button lever, Josh Roca. I had to close this shade back here because it's actually a sun out tonight. And we're also joined by the intern. Hey, I'm here. He yeah. is actually here in the flesh. The Buffalo Circle. Hey, you got it right. Good I know. Job. The Buffalo, I like to call it the Buffalo Herd. Uh, but the Buffalo Circle, or Buffalo Soldiers, too. Buffalo Soldiers Buffalo is Buffalo Soldiers. One. I think, I really think, and I don't want to criticize Buffalo Wild Wings while we're in, where we're in the building, but Buffalo Soldiers, I think, is a, a better way to go. But whatever. Uh, the Buffalo <laughs> Circle, the intern's going to come around, and you can sign up, and we're giving away sauces and gift cards uh, and tickets, and we have a Manny Machado bobblehead, Iron uh, Manny. Iron Manny. I saw that Iron Manny was going for about 50 bucks on eBay. Well, it, it, it's worth the 50 bucks. You had to stand in a lot of rain to get that bobblehead. Yes. Well, I, yeah, we both stood in a lot of rain to get that bobblehead. Stood and sat in a lot of rain. Yeah, you, get, you guarded that bobblehead for at least two hours in rain. Yeah. Well, now you're teasing me because I want to hear what happened. How did you get your hands on an Iron Manny Machado bobblehead? Well, the Frederick Keys, the single A affiliate of the Orioles, yes. had a giveaway. Uh, what was this, Josh, on Saturday? Saturday night. Okay. On Saturday night. Um, we, we were, uh, it was nice enough that uh, Jonah Heim, the catcher for, for the Frederick Keys. Friend of the show? Friend of the show. He's, he's been on the show. Sure. That, that constitute as a friend of Section 336 in my book. Anyway, uh, through that, we've established a relationship with his father. His dad kind of invited us, invite us out to, 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 to go see Jonah play. James. Uh, James Heim. A great guy, by the way. Got a chance to talk to him. Uh, a, a great guy. But anyway, we went to Frederick, uh, got the bobbleheads, sat great seats right behind Jonah, right behind the catcher, row two. Nice. Uh, but we didn't get to see a single pitch because it rained the whole time. Oh, yes. And eventually it was called. But at least we got a bobblehead out of it. And Saturday was cold, too, wasn't it? Cold and rainy. It was At cold. least where I was. I was yeah. at a concert. It was yeah, cold it was, and wet. It was wet. chilly and rainy. A little bit. Chilly and rainy. But from this experience, I've decided I don't want to interview baseball players anymore. We've done that. The new thing is we need to interview baseball players' dads because they are some – if they're all like James, they are the proudest people in the world. Oh, I'm sure. I've got a two-year-old son who I'm grooming already to be the next – I would I would say Brian Mattis, but uh, let, let's go <laughs> Jake, Jake Arrieta. I'll go that route. How about that? Well, I tell you what, and I was talking to, to, to Jonah's dad about that, like, like about uh, what was his dad's experience playing baseball. Da the dad – Never played baseball. Really? Yeah, and he just knew at a young age that Jonah was gifted athletically, and so he, he started playing baseball. Wow. And he was so much better than everybody else. So we talk a lot about grooming him. I, I hate to say it, Bert, but either your kid has got it or he doesn't. True. Uh, I, and I'm aware of that. I'm not one that – I'm a firm disbeliever how? in practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. how, how well is Albie at hitting a baseball? Uh, not too bad when I do it for him. 
Yeah. But he's only two years old. Because well, Jonah could hit a ball at the age of two. All right. Well, I still got a few more months before he turns three. Well, I've seen Albie. <laughs> I've seen your, your kid at two run into some walls. I, <laughs> yeah. That's probably not a good sign. He can throw. He can throw. <laughs> he can throw. He can throw. Uh, but we are going to get into just some Orioles talk. Our intern is coming around um, with those raffle. I don't know what you call them. Uh, Buffalo Circle. Buffalo Circle to, to get in the drawing to win a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, you could win a gift card. We'll pay for your dinner. Yeah, $10 gift card at Buffalo Wild Wings. And then the grand prize is the four tickets to the Oriole game. Uh, we will give those out at 830. So you will need to stick around till 830 to win the to be eligible to win the Orioles tickets. And the, the Orioles game will be on TV by then. So you have no excuse to leave early. But before 830, we'll give away the other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Leading up to the grand prize, of course. Yeah. Well, I want to and we are going to talk about Brian Mattis in a minute because you guys know that's really depressing for me. I'm a huge right. Brian Mattis guy. Hashtag Mattis for starter. I never quite got that trending, uh, but I, I, I pushed it pretty hard. We got it on a T-shirt, I believe. Yeah. Which is <laughs> oh, that T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Now it will be a collector's item. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but what are those going for on eBay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're even on eBay. I think only two of them exist in the world. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, there. There's five or six out there. Okay. All, All right. right. Josh owns four of them. I own the other two. Uh, he's wearing one right now, isn't he? Oh, he's wearing your Madison for starter. Yeah. How appropriate. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last time. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. Uh, but before we get to Brian Mattis, the Orioles took two out of three from the Los Angeles Anaheim Angels, or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yes. Um, I thought this was the quintessential Orioles series. Like this series, yeah. kind of in a nutshell, is the Orioles team. So you had the game on Friday. Friday was a great game. Well, we had four home runs. Yeah, I mean, starting from, from what? The first batter. Um, Joey Rickard homered? Yeah, Dong. Yeah, it was back-to-back. Back Rickard and Machado to start the game. Back-to-back home runs. It was the eighth time this year that the Orioles have had back-to-back home runs. Yeah, and our starting pitching was eh with Mike Wright. Yeah. Uh, but the bullpen came in and shut them down, and we won 9-4. Nine, nine to four. Yep. The second game, right? Gossman was great. Once again, got no run support. Yeah, and this has been true all season, right? He's been a stud, uh, Gosman has been, on, on the mound for sure. Shoemaker walks in here with an ERA of like 10, uh-huh. and, he, and he looks like Cy Young out there, yep. striking out everybody. That's, that's what the Orioles do. That's bad, what Bad pitchers we struggle with. Yeah. That's what happened with uh, now, Wade Miley. And now, in the Orioles' defense, that guy's slider was moving all over the place. It was ridiculous, it yeah. Was, it was the... It was probably the best pitch we've seen all season. Yeah. And, and he deserved every strikeout he got. Yeah. I never really understood how pitchers, and we'll talk about Obaldo Jimenez la- la- later on the show, too. I got a lot to say about Obaldo. I, I, I don't understand how, I understand how hitters get on hot streaks, right? Because they're seeing the ball well, they get on hot streaks. Pitchers, too, though. Pitchers get on hot streaks where they pitch really well for a few games and they struggle. I never really understood that. Like, that, that, you that's because That's because you're not thinking about all the movement that goes into well, a pitch. Well, Boto Jimenez, sure. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Right. But for other guys, I don't well, know. Well, most pitchers, there's at least a kick, an arm movement, a wrist movement. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But in the end, uh, we win in a most unlikely fashion. This is what we call Orioles magic. When Matt Wieters, mm-hmm. kind of the most unlikely guy to do it, hits a, what was it, three-run homer. Yes. In the ninth two, inning. Two outs. Two outs. Yeah. To win the game. That was exciting. Yeah. That was very, very cool. It was not expected, to be honest, on my, on my end. For no. those who can stay up past 1030, props to you. Yeah. And you, and you saw quite an exciting right. finish. It was around uh, 130. Yeah, about four hours past my bedtime. Wow. Yeah. 
That was long after you guys got home from Frederick, I assume. Yeah, we, I got home in plenty of time for first pitch. <laughs> and then, on, and then on, on Sunday, we saw another mediocre pitcher with kind of a junk ball. We hate these junk ball guys, like Jared, Jared, Jared Weaver, who shut us down, uh, and uh, we, we got blown out. And Jared Weaver could barely top, what, like 75 miles an hour or something like I that? I think he got up into the 80s. Okay. He got up in the 80s. Maybe a couple times. <laughs> He wasn't throwing fastballs. No, no. And, uh, and he was whiffing. What, uh, I believe Machado struck out three times in that game. Yeah. A lot of looking strikeouts. Just watching the right. big old curveball yeah. drop in. Everyone's yep. On, yep. Every Oriole player goes to the plate looking for the fastball. Yeah. They crank back on that fastball. And then when it doesn't come for an entire game, they don't hit the ball. Yeah. And so every now and then we have a stinker. But we still had a home run in that game. Uh, scope. So every game in the series we hit a home run. Like, this is kind of who we are as the Orioles. We have pretty good pitching. Every now and then we'll have a stinker. Yep. Uh, and then we hit a lot of home runs. Seems to be about every five days we have a stinker. Yeah, which is fine. And it seems to be the games where Abaldo Jimenez is starting. Yeah. Well, if you can line up a bad performance by the offense with Abaldo Jimenez, I think you're better off than lining up the bad offense with, like, let's say, Kevin well, Gaussman. That, that's the problem. We've right. been lining up that bad offense with Kevin Gaussman. He's clearly our best pitcher, best ERA, and he doesn't have a win. He doesn't have a loss either. He's yeah, got one know, loss. Does he have one loss? He's 0-1, Kevin right. Galsman. But none of those have been really his fault. He's kept, all, he's kept his score low. He's pitched late into the games. And, and no one give, they don't give him run support. Right. Hopefully that will change. I mean, that, it's more likely that the Orioles are going to give him more run support in his next couple outings than Abaldo Jimenez will stop giving up 10 runs per game. Or six or seven, whatever it ends up being. Right. Well, each, each of the last two losses that we pitched, the opposing team ended up with ten runs right. at the end of the day. It, it just so happened that Abaldo fronted them the first six. Yeah. But, but <laughs> well, well, then you have the issue where your best relievers aren't coming in. You have guys like Dylan Bundy and Vance Worley coming in to replace Jimenez. Well, hold up. Did you but just you put Vance Worley up there with the not-so-great <laughs> relievers? Because I believe the Vanimal is killing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vanimal. He he's a decent ERA, fine. The Vanimal is decent. making the play for Jimenez's spot when oh, Jimenez stop. gets taken out of stop, the rotation. Stop, stop. Uh, so, so, so let's go there. Ubaldo Jimenez. Yeah, I, I pulled a couple numbers for Jimenez uh -oh. because. Uh, this can't be good. The last game I went to at Camden Yards was back on May 7th, and that was a start by Jimenez. It was against the Oakland Athletics. Jimenez. Went eight innings, which is like unheard of for Jimenez. Eight innings, gave up just two earned runs on nine hits, one walk, six strikeouts. Yeah, it was. A it's a great that's outing. A good outing. Unbelievable outing. I couldn't believe sitting up there in my seats. I was watching an Obaldo Jimenez start. It well, was. It's not unbelievable because he's had every now and then the first half of last year. He showed this ability. He gets, he's got about one start a year where he does that. Oh, he's done it more than <laughs> one. Well, he, he strings some good stuff together and some bad stuff together. He's, he's your typical up-and-down guy. Well, speaking so of stringing some start. bad stuff together, let's yeah. see his, his last three starts since that unbelievable outing on May 7th. Oh, here we go. May 12th against Detroit, five innings pitched, four earned runs, four walks, two Ks. May 17th against Seattle, only four and a third innings, six earned runs, four walks, four Ks. And then most recently, like we just talked about in Los Angeles, five and two-thirds, six earned runs again, three walks, three Ks. Now, this one in Los Angeles was the only 
road start for Jimenez this whole month. So he's had four home starts and one road start, one and four record. Yeah. Not very good. Not no, very good. No, it's, 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 not, it's not good, Bert. But I don't want to be a Baldo Jimenez uh, apologist because it's not good to be on that, on that side of things. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, let me go back one more because he did have Fine. that outstanding start on May 7th. How about yes. the start before that, I May 1st? I don't know, Bert. My memory's May not that good. May 1st. What was it? He went up against the Chicago White Sox at Camden Yards. Again, four and two-thirds innings. Yeah. Six earned runs. What yeah. is with this guy? That's his M.O. If he, any times he starts, you might as well give the other team six runs, and then let's fast forward to the fifth inning. Right. That's why he's got an ERA of six. It's out of control. But, but six shouldn't be out of control for this team. Well, did you watch the game on Sunday? I did. When Roberto Jimenez pitched? Yes. I actually, I listened to it on the radio. Okay. A lot of ground balls. It was. It was, it was a little dinker to left field, then a, a little blooper to right field. for The, for the, the kind of doubles. stuff that's supposed to a balance out. I double. Like, it was a lot of, it wasn't like they were crushing the ball off the wall or over the wall every time. Right. The Angels had a five-run, what, third inning? And uh, it was all it was all dinks. manufactured runs, base yeah. hits, singles, single yep. after single after single. And the doubles were little dinks on the line. It yes. Was, it was not like they were crushing about Jimenez. Correct. So yeah. I, th I th and I think what we're seeing here, because people, when when Brian Mattis was traded, Brian Mattis was traded, guys. Just last night. <laughs> yeah. Don't. We're gonna get there. But when Brian Mattis was 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 traded, uh, a lot of people were saying, "Okay, Ubaldo Jimenez is next." I'm like, hold up, hold here, up. People. I didn't hear that. Who said oh, that? Oh, a lot of people yeah. were saying it. Josh, you heard it. I've heard it. Yeah. Can I get a witness? That if you're picking a guy on the roster now who's got the shortest leash. It's about a Jimenez. And people, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, a case of, uh, of recency bias, right? What we recently saw is about a Jimenez struggle for three straight starts. But I would say in his defense, first of all, a couple things here, right? He's not going anywhere. He's making too much money right. this year and next year. So he's not go going anywhere. He's the third year. This is his third year into a four-year deal. But he gave all those runs up on Sunday. When? Third inning. In the third inning. I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah. It if was it, before the fourth. If it was Mike Wright or Tyler Wilson, the third inning, he's done after that. He doesn't get out of the th third inning. Obono Jimenez is a, is a professional pitcher. Right. Now, he's, he's been around the block. He stayed five and two-thirds innings. Well, we, we paid for those innings. He needs to pitch in those innings. Yeah, but I'm saying he has the ability to have a bad inning, have some bad luck, and still continue and pitch deep into the game. That's what we call eating innings, right. which is something this team needs, especially when you're throwing out guys like Mike Wright and Tyler Wilson who aren't going to do that. Except Mike Wright and Tyler Wilson are doing kind of what we expect from them. Sure. And we need to expect more from Ibarra Jimenez, which means in a few weeks when we have uh, Gallardo coming back, Ibarra Jimenez's position could be in question there. Zero chance. Yeah. Zero chance. It's Tyler Wilson, Mike Wright are the One only guys. guys yeah. Ibarra Jimenez, zero chance. Too much of a track record? And, and the Brian Mattis and Ubaldo Jimenez comparisons don't work on so many levels. First is the money. Secondly, the upside. Like, Brian Mattis, at his best, he gets lefties out. <laughs> like, that's he, he can get one guy out. Early last year, yes. Yes, right. at, at, his, at his best. Da David Ortiz out. Oh, yeah. And, one guy. And that's all I can give you. Ubaldo uh, Jimenez, at his best, can be a top starter. Right. Um, at his worst, he's a, he's a lot worse. But let's face it, Brian Mattis, is, at his worst, is an area of 12. Not of six. Right. And what was it, four four games ago that he pitched that eight-inning game? 
So yeah, four back starts. on May 7th, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to get that one in four starts, you're going to give him another chance. Bert, I don't know to, to say, get back to that. Say back on May 7th. You can just say May 7th. Well, he's had five starts back in the on. month of May. Yeah. Five starts in the month of May. And uh, one in four record. Actually, yeah. I believe one of them was a non-decision because well, the Orioles happened to win. But it wasn't well, because he helped them at all. He'll get one more start in May this Saturday. The only thing that's saving him right now is that he can give up five runs in the first four innings of the game, and it's still not an automatic loss for this lineup. Right. It, takes, it, takes, it almost takes double digits to knock this team out. We hit a lot of home runs. This is a reminder that the intern is coming around. Uh, you can fill out some, some – uh, put your name on there to be part of a raffle. We're giving away a bunch of stuff including uh, Orioles tickets, T-shirts, gift cards, Buffalo Wild Wings sauce. Boys, are you all at all concerned as I scan Buffalo Wild Wings in Annapolis that I see a guy in a, in a brave shirt and hat, and then I see no orange outside of that? Maybe our intern's wearing orange, yeah. and that's it. Does that concern you at all? I mean, we are doing an Orioles pregame show here and talking, oh, the lack of well, orange that is That might make the trivia rough. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to see. We're going to get to some, some trivia here at the end of the show. Sure. And I, I think, I don't know, I'm concerned about the trivia. Unless it's a bunch of Nick Marcakis trivia. Yeah. Well, and it, we're still an hour away from the first pitch, so the Orioles fans are not in a hurry to get here right. yet. We're here a little earlier than normal. Yeah. And there's some the orange. I see an attractive lady over there with orange hair. <laughs> All right. You want to uh, get to Mattis? I want to talk about Mattis. You know I'm itching to talk about Mattis. That's my boy. That is your boy. Yeah. He's been your boy first. Such a long time. Matt, Mattis making news was best thing to happen. We have something to talk about now. Yeah, best thing to happen. I cried myself to sleep last night because Brian Mattis was traded. It's terrible, right, guys? There's, well, okay. not only is he <laughs> traded, he's traded and DFA'd five minutes later. I know. Well, first of all, this, is, this trade is amazing on so many levels. There's so many things to talk about. But let's just talk about he was traded, then DFA'd, and a lot of Oriole fans are upset about it. So here's Brian Mattis, who... The entire year has kind of been screwing over the Orioles. Yeah. Right? Being terrible, people booing him, pe people not liking him. Even when he's traded, people are still unhappy with Brian Mattis because we had to give up a draft pick to even trade him away. Right. Because a team literally dollars by trading him to the Braves. We send a uh, compensation pick. I think it was the 74th pick. Something like that. 76, something like that. Okay. Last year, I think it was 74th, maybe this year, 76th pick uh, to the Braves. To just get rid of Brian Mattis' con contract. And for that, we give up a draft pick. They ate the rest of his contract, right? The yes. Braves? Yeah. Okay. Well, they DFA'd him. So if someone else signs them, they take the contract, right? Well, they're going to, I guess they put him on waivers right. technically, but no one's going to pick him right. up. Right. So then he'll clear waivers. Yeah, and then they'll be on yeah. the hook for the contract. Right. Yeah. So then, but that, then. That's, that's why now Orioles Facebook is clamoring to re sign Mattis with a minor, it's a minor deal. deal. Yeah, yeah. I could see that happening. <laughs> and turn him into a starter. It, it I could bring would, back hashtag Mattis for starter. See, if I was another, the owner of some other team around Major League Baseball, I would just take a gamble on him and say, hey, look what happened to Jake Arrieta. Let's you've see got, what our team can yeah, do with him. You've got to. You've got to say a change of scenario, scenery will be good for him. He has all the numbers before he joined the Orioles. He's got all the intangibles. You've got to give him a chance, if you're a, especially if you're a National League team. Tell me what you think of this. I, part of me wants another team to pick him up and turn him into a stud like Jake Arrieta just so that's a more proof that there is a problem with the Orioles pitching development. Except what do you think about that? I, I, 
except I think we've gotten past the problem. But what and if the, that the, pro the problem is that a few years ago, all these pitchers were screwed up. I don't think the problem is us screwing up pitchers now. It's we screwed up the Calvary. Sure. But, but what, oh. if that, what if that happens? What, what are you going to think? It would not, there's nothing, there's no part of me that wants to see that happen. I know you think it'd be hilarious, Bert. <laughs> it'd be so funny that, that Brian Mattis turns out to be good. Yeah. But it will be, I can't even handle Arietta being good. Right, right. I can't, I seriously can't handle it. If it happens to Mattis too, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm going to lose my mind. Okay, good. So, so that's where you stand. I, I will kind of think it's funny. Yeah, I know <laughs> you will. I know you will because you're a jerk. But if I'm the Cubs, I sign him immediately. But we're, we're, the, the trade just wasn't for with the draft pick. We got two of their guys back. And Rock, uh, bless his heart, Rock and the other guys, they, they missed the whole deal. They, they buried the lead because they said it was Brian Mattis for these two pitchers, Brandon Parker and Trevor so, Belisak. So, so you're and concerned then, about the draft pick. And then later it comes out, oh, but the draft pick was also included, which really was the whole point of the deal. But if you look at Barker and, and Belisak, I say Belichick. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, but I do not want to say Belichick. Right? <laughs> so Belichick, they have really good numbers in the minor leagues. Right. Well, right. isn't this your typical GM move of we need to win now, and I don't care about down the road because that's going to be another GM? Okay, so, so how, does, how does trading Brian Mattis, Josh, help you to win now? I th it clears up a little bit of money, and it clears up an option in your bullpen. Okay. The, the, well, later we'll talk about the guy they're bringing up into the bullpen. What he gives you is, an, is options to go up and down. You now have two guys in the bullpen. You have a little more flexibility. Yeah. And that first part, and I think he, this is what you're saying, Josh, that you guarantee, and the Orioles have to make a move in July, where maybe the $3 million they saved, they can spend on, like, a James Shields. Um, they can spend that money on. Because I guarantee. I'm not, not going to say James Shields. Maybe like a, a Rich Hill, like a mediocre <laughs> pitcher having a good year. But the $3 million that they saved is, with Mattis, is setting up for July. They will set it up for July and make a move then. I think so. And if they do that, that $3 million, it's called allocating your funds. And you know Dan Duquette loves right. it. He loves to go into this. Right? We have a certain number of funds. How are we going to use these funds? And if you're in win-now mode, right. you save $3 million by trading Brian Mattis, and you reallocate that $3 million at the deadline. Yeah. That's Three, smart. Right. Three million isn't going to do anything for putting it towards uh, Machado's contract in a few years. That's pennies. Yeah. But if you're, you, if you're saving that money now to use it in July, that's a good move. Yeah. And we've seen the past couple of years, the Orioles try to make moves in July. So with the season we're out to now, I can only assume we're planning on July. And can I say something about these two young pitchers? And I know no one knows their name. Uh, until now, Brandon Parker uh, and Trevor Belisak, but they have good numbers. You're talking about par uh, Barker with an ERA of two in the minors, Belisak with an ERA of 2.22. Um, and you guys are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but you take good pitchers. No one thinks they're going to be major league studs. Like there's a reason the Braves traded these guys. They weren't on their top prospect list or anything like that. Right. But you give them to. Uh, Alan Mills. Alan Mills. Right. Alan Mills, who I know people like to knock the Orioles pitching development, but we talked to the, one of the, the, the best things about the show is we get to talk to players who play for the Orioles, and every uh, single pitcher or catcher has said Alan Mills is not just a good coach, he's the best. Pitching right. coach, he's the best. Yeah. And so you give these young pitchers one of the best pitching coaches. I mean, one of the guys, Barker, is going to Bowie. 
and, and he's going to be under uh, what a lot of players who have played in other organizations, like Andrew Triggs and Jason Garcia, said this guy's the best. Right. Uh, Alex Murphy praises him all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I think, and we're seeing, we're seeing guys like Tyler Wilson was not on any top 20 prospect list, right? nor, nor was Mike Wright. The Orioles may not be, <laughs> I mean, Brian Mattis, a, a, fifth, a, a number fifth overall pick. Fourth. Oh, a number four overall pick, yeah. thank you. Um, but, but that would be three Alan Mills. Alan Mills. Yeah, um, and th they've taken a lot of lower, and then and the Bundy and Harvey's injury stuff. That's all it is. Yeah. That's not, not developing the talent. Bundy and Harvey's injury stuff. So I think uh, I'm excited to see what happens to these, these two pitchers, and that's what's going to determine the success or failure of this trade. What we do with that $3 million at the trade deadline, and if uh, Barker or Belichick turn into anything. So you're saying the pitching, the Orioles pitching staff of the future is going to be a product of Alan Mills, not a product of Rick Adair. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. Did you guys know this is something people have forgotten? Brian Mattis in his rookie year won 10 games. He was really good. He finished fifth in rookie of the year voting that year. Wow. Finished fifth. As a starter? Yeah, as a starter. Yeah. I, would like, I like to sometimes bring things in context because Oriole fans think they have it worse than everybody else. Right? Oriole fans think we, we're just terrible. We can't develop anybody. Right. We have and the worst farm system. Oriole fans. Every other team develops all their pitchers. Yeah, and we're right. terrible. No one develops pitchers. Let's look at the – or players in general. 2010 is when Brian Mattis finished fifth in the Cy Young. If I may, let me just take a perusal at the rookie of the year's in 2010. Number one, the, the guy who finished, well, I'll start from the bottom. The guy who was tied for fifth with Brian Mattis was John Jaso. Okay. Hey, he's had a decent career. I've heard of him. He's a platoon kind of guy. <laughs> sure. Uh, above him is Brendan Bosch. Another name I've heard before. Yeah, but he's a bum now. Yeah. He's a bum, Bert. Okay. A bum. Uh, and then you have Wade Davis, who's a Pitch, pitcher, right? Yeah. He was uh, with Kansas City? He's a reliever for Kansas City. Okay. Back then, he was with Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, but he's turned into a stud. But above him, finishing third, you've heard this name, Danny Valencia. Oh, yeah, that's a former Oriole. Yeah, but he's not an all-star. No. He's a bench guy. He, he, he had a great game for Oakland the other day. He always has a great game uh, when he plays us, by the <laughs> way. He has a great game once a year, like yeah. the Baldo Jimenez. But he's not a stud. Above him, um, Austin Jackson, who's, okay. had a good, who's had a good career. He has a good career. Uh, and Nefti Feliz, who started off hot now the past three years, he's been atrocious too. Is so he still with Texas? I think he's still with Texas, but last time I checked, his ERA was north of seven. Yikes. Uh, so I'm That's just Brian saying. That's Brian Mattis territory. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying the Orioles aren't the only guys who have guys who are highly touted, like Danny okay. Valencia, Nati Faliz, uh, and don't work out. The Orioles aren't the only, only team that does this. Sure, sure. This happens all the time across the league. Sure. So don't tell me the Orioles are terrible at developing players because of one example, Brian Mattis. I can give you one example from every team. All right, let's do it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not doing I'm it. I'm, I'm just I'm kidding. not prepared for that. But I just I shared with you those those draft picks to I mean th those AL rookie of the, the voting, years, right. the voting to show you just because you're highly touted, just because you have one good year like Brian Mattis did when he was a rookie, doesn't mean you're going to be a Cy Young candidate. Right, right. Josh mentioned the Cavalry. Yeah, that we got one guy left. Or actually mentioned the ca Cavalry, but uh, we have one guy <laughs> left. Well, two. Tillman and Britain? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we got two. One yeah. starter left. Which, by the way, is not too shabby, if you think about it. We have the best closer in baseball 
And if Tillman pitches what like is, he is now. Was Tillman, Tillman was part of the Cavalry? Yeah, he was. Even, okay. Even though we didn't draft him. Yeah. We got him when he was like 19. All right. All right. He, well, he counts. Yeah. Tillman's having a great year. Yeah. So Tillman and Britton, those are success stories. Right. But, but they weren't. They didn't do what we thought they would do. Right. No. Britton wasn't drafted to be a closer. Yeah, it was supposed to be Jake Arrieta. I don't know who was number one. Maybe Brian Mattis is our number one starter. Jake Arrieta is number two starter. Right. Zach Britton is number three. Chris Tillman is number four. We're good for the next ten years. But, but, that, but that's, that's <laughs> how'd that's, that work out? That's even outside of pitching. Besides Manny Machado, that's what happens. You draft players and they either show up or they don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Weeder still hasn't hit what we what he was supposed to be. Yeah. He was supposed to be the best catcher in baseball. Yeah. Ooh, by the way, though, he's been, the past couple weeks, he's been he's the best have, catcher in baseball. He's having a good season. He's been awesome. He's going to earn whatever money this offseason if he can continue that. Yeah. It'd be interesting if he can because he started off slow. Now he's gotten hot. Uh, in the end, I know a lot of people are saying this is another example. Last year, we traded Ryan Webb and a compensatory pick just to get rid of the salary. Yeah. This year, we're trading Brian Mattis just to get rid of the salary. And he's been terrible. Right. And he's been terrible. Well, Webb yes. struggled, too. But we could have DFA'd him ourselves, paid the money, and not lost the, the draft pick. Right. Uh, do you guys, are you guys okay with the move? Yeah, because we've got, we know we have this what, three, four-year window with Davis, Machado, Jones. We've got the, with this So forget the minors. Scope. Who cares about the minors at this point? Our minors are already bad. So, so, I mean, we're so already right. A, a bottom, uh, this is at the end of the second round pick, is not going to change anything. The, the chance of drafting a guy and him making it up to your team and being an impact player is so slim. In the, especially so you, in the next three to four years. Right. So, so you can argue that you need to take draft more people because that chance is slim. Yes. Or you can argue that let's grab these guys, these two minor league players, that we see a little bit of something in that maybe we can groom into guys that can help us win. I think that's an interesting point that the Orioles, maybe they're bad. It's hard to scout. Like, how is a high school going to pitcher? How is the high school pitcher go, go, going to perform in five years? Right. Where you can take a guy, two guys who have a couple years in the minors already, and you can kind of have a better gauge of where they are that, at. That's, that's why we love the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. Because we get to see guys who struggled, and then see how they mature in the minors. But for the record, those two guys we picked up, no one thinks they're going to be ma ma major league pitchers. No one does. Um, and but, but more people are upset, Josh. Isn't our team full of people who weren't supposed to be major league if pitchers? If you look at our pitchers, yeah, maybe they still shouldn't be. <laughs> but um, more people, I think, are upset, Josh, not at the losing the, the, the draft pick, but more the principle of the thing. Not that the principal, this is his second straight right. year. I we're willing it. to get rid of draft picks just to get money. I get yet it. on the other side, we'll sign Chris Davis for... Six months ago, we didn't have this draft pick. Okay. It's a, com it's a compensatory, it's pick. A compensatory yeah. pick. The chance of that pick doing anything is a lot slimmer than with one of these two pitchers okay, fine, Josh. coming into a major league fine, but, but it's uh, not, bullpen. It's not just about that either. And I don't want to get too technical here, but it's also about slot money, right? You right. Get, when you get yeah, a pick. You, you get them a lot cheaper. You can save money down the road. So he got about a million dollars. You get about a million right. dollars for that pick. Right. Because for each pick, you get a certain amount of money. Right. And so what the Braves want to do is the Braves want to take a guy maybe at number five or number ten. I don't know what other picks are. But they want to pay him like he's the number one guy. 
and now they have more draft money in that pool to pay guys where other teams might say, I want to save money here, so I'm not going to pick the best player because I want to save that pool money. And so the Braves now have more money to spend, and the Orioles now but, but have less money to spend if they want to reach and take a guy that maybe will cost a little bit more right. but, but, a, but is a better player. But we don't, we're not going to have that money in the future anyway. We've got money locked up with Chris Davis. We're going to have to lock up more money in Manny Machado. We're not going to have that extra money to reach out like that. It's so cute how Josh is optimistic that we will sign Manny Machado. Isn't that cute? <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching this whole conversation go flying over my head. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're, no, you're okay. the accountant. You should Million understand Million dollar numbers. picks. I don't know. Okay, then well, I won't touch the deal with Cincinnati for the inter two international signing <laughs> bonuses. I won't <laughs> even get into that. I mean, my, my, my only thought is... A pick like that, the only value it would be to us in the next two to three years would be trade bait. And, and, and guys like that we traded away you know, at the trade deadline the past few years, guys yeah. like Zach Davies for Gerardo Parra, who ended up not doing anything. Right. Um, right. You know, you got to have a few young guys like that available for bait. And uh, maybe that's what these two guys we got from the Braves may end up being. I don't know. Yeah. Well, do you today, Buck? of course had to do his pregame interview and he said I think we're a better organization this morning than we were yesterday ouch <laughs> we added four pitchers that could impact us in some front yeah I now he's, he's adding the other signing that we did minor league guy we signed later in the evening the lefty specialist yeah the, yeah. the, the veteran I think if you added no pitchers and just got rid of Brian Mattis I think most people would agree the organization is now a better organization just because Brian Mattis is no longer on the team. That's how I took that quote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, forget the four guys. I, I think just not having Brian Mattis I, I makes think, us better. I think the the maneuverability in the bullpen suddenly makes us better. I also think if you're going to argue about that money and that draft pick, I think it's important to remember come July when they make a move uh, that that remember back to we also gave this up to make a move in July. But we also, this is on top of, we got rid of our first round draft pick to get Giovanni Gallardo. Right. How's that working out for us so far? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's hurt. Hopefully he comes back a little stronger from his injury. So, so, now, see. so now our first pick is, at the, is at the 27th pick. Then we got 54, 69, 91. So we still got four picks in that top 90, but hmm. And we'll, we'll get another compensatory pick next year and move on. Yeah. I don't know. I, as a casual fan, I tend to sit more with what's going on right here now in 2016. Let the nerds worry about what's going to happen three years from now. Okay. With, with, with that said, can I make one more nerdy comment? Absolutely. So we also got rid of two. We, we uh, gave Cincinnati our two international si signing bo bo bonuses, which I don't think matters because we aren't going to use no, we, them anyway. We don't do anything in the international draft. Right. And I think uh, if we did, I think the Kim's performance would, would change our minds anyway. Right. But um, plus, plus the international draft, they're going to have to restructure that in the next few years anyway. It's not going to be a big well, deal. Well, anyway, last year... We traded with Houston. We gave them the same deal, two international si signing spots. Right. And we got in return Chris Lee. And Chris Lee is now a guy you may have heard of. He's right. one he, of our top. He's struggling a little bit this year. But he's still. He, but he's, he's, he's definitely a guy who we see major league talent in. Yeah, he's ranked six. Or he's ranked, according to Baseball America, as our sixth overall prospect. 
And so that's a guy we got like right. this. From, so, so that's way better than a, than, a, than a chance of getting a draft. Which you probably wouldn't draft, use right. anyway in the international right. draft. So Dan Duquette does do some of these moves under the radar. And I'll be, time will tell, right? Time will tell how good these moves are. My, my, my favorite part of the guy that we traded for the two international picks for yeah. is that no one knows his, the spelling of his name. Because there are two spellings. Oh, really? Because he's an inner, he, because he is, uh, I think he's from the Dominican. I have him as Fran, Fran, Franderlin Romero. Right. Do you have it with an L-Y-N or L-I-N? L-I-N. Because when he came over and first started playing baseball, they wrote his name out for him. And a few years into the organization, someone noticed that he writes his name with an I instead of a Y. So they had to go back and change all his paperwork. But there's probably still a lot of Ys that are flying out there with his name. A lot of Ys. People spell my name B-U-R-T all the time. Right. It's, it's one of those where... Really? Yeah. Even yeah. on my email or my Twitter where it obviously says B-E-R-T, they still put, hey, Bert, B-U-R-T. I'm like, my name is right there in the email address. Well, maybe you should pronounce it differently because Bert sounds like a B-U, Bert. Maybe yeah, you start pronouncing it bet. Huh? Go, go with the bet. Bert. When you introduce yourself next time, say no, bet. Bet? Bet. Add the R in there. <laughs> I'll work on that. Yeah, work on right. that. I think it'll help you. With the spelling, at least. With uh, Brian Mattis being traded, Orioles fans are about to, get to learn a new name. Asher Ta Ta Tolliver. 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 Asher now, Tolliver. Now, this guy was getting some attention on ESPN like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Why? Why? Because he was pitching for uh, he was pitching for Bowie. Bowie, yeah, Bowie guy. And a, a line drive came right back at him, and he barehanded it with his pitching hand. I saw that. That yeah, was him. That was him. Wow. Now I think Josh, speaking, you, you mentioned the Bert with a U. Asher Tolliver in the show notes it says Asher with an E. It's I with think a U. A, a U R. It's a U R. Oh, this. I'm sorry, Bert. I'm with sorry. With the spellings, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, he's a good story. He's like. He reminds me of the Caleb Joseph a couple years ago. Yeah, he's, he's been in the minors leaguer. for a, lo a long time. In fact, I think he he's was, 28 years old now. Right. In fact, he was a minor league free agent last year. Yeah. He re-signed with the Orioles. Uh, he was hurt a few years ago, and he kind of really appreciates the Orioles sticking with him. So that's why he decided to stick with the Orioles, and now he's going to get an opportunity. That's, yeah. a, that's a heartwarming story. It is fun to see those older guys. <laughs> and I, we, and call uh, him, we call him old. He's still young, young, younger than us, right? So how old is he really? And he, 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 Bowie is on the road, and yesterday they lost a 13-inning game. Yes. And, and the, the manager came out and told Asher that he was going up in front of the whole team. So That's it kind of changed the whole mood of the team, and the whole team kind of celebrated for him. Yeah. That happened in Bowie last night? Well, it happened wherever they were playing. They were on the road yesterday. Oh. How cool would it be if that happened at Bowie, but the manager went out to the pitching pitcher's mound with a microphone over the PA system and announced it that way? How cool would that be? That, that's like a movie moment. That doesn't yeah. happen in real life. That should. Why can't the, that happen in real well, you, life? You see a little bit of that in, in July when you'll see like the star player leave in the fourth inning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone there, and he's hugging everyone in the dugout. You'll see a little bit of that there. They should do those kinds of announcements. <laughs> let, the, let the manager have a microphone, a wireless mic. I don't know. I just feel like it would make everybody's lives a little happier. I never understood. I always had this talk when we talked to Alex Murphy and, and Jonah. Like, 
why are you celebrating someone else's success? They're stepping on you to have that success. That's true. If I was a pitcher and you and they announced that this guy was getting a promotion over me, I'd boo him. Yeah. In the locker room, I'd boo him. <laughs> in the locker room. That's like going it, it, competitive. It's a, it's a brotherhood. I know yeah. it is. I know it is. That's like on a reality show like Survivor or something. If somebody gets injured and has to leave the game, you're yeah. sad, but you shouldn't be sad because that's one less person in the way keeping you from a million dollars. Leave it to Bert to bring Survivor into this. I love nice. Survivor. <laughs> I'm going to use this opportunity to, to remind people that we are Section 336. We are Orioles podcast. We have a young crowd, so I don't think I need to explain to people what a podcast is. We are on iTunes. You want to you do you a giveaway now? We could. We could do a giveaway. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio. We're on everything, yeah. Everything. If it's an app, we are on it. I'm surprised you knew we were on TuneIn. TuneIn is one of my favorite apps. We're on TuneIn, Spotify, yeah. Google Play. Stitcher? Stitcher. All right. We're on, we're on all those things. Just search Section 336 for all your Orioles talk. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give something away. We're gonna give away what? A sauce? Sauces. All right, let's give away some sauce. We're Wait. going to give away a sauce. We're gonna pull a name we'll or do a trivia. Wait, which one do you want to do? A name or a trivia? Uh, let's just pull a name. Let's start easy. All right, all right. I'm because again, I, I question the quality of our audience as far as the Orioles trivia right, goes. We got we gotta wait till we get closer to game time. We gotta show people showing some interest in and in knowing things about the Orioles here. So if you ha if you haven't signed up yet to win, you gotta get your name in here so you can win some tickets. Sauces or gift certificates. The intern with the orange shirts going around, getting people's names to be put in the raffle. Right. right now, we're about to give away some Buffalo Wild Wings sauce. Bert, who is the winner of our first giveaway? The first winner, come on up to the table and say hello, Richard Drake. Richard Drake, if you're in the house, come on up. You got a sauce. Come on up. Say hello. Congrats to Richard Drake. That Oliver's dad. No, no relation, I think, but who knows? Oliver Drake was a Naval Academy guy, right? I don't know. Was he? Yeah, I, I think he was a Naval Academy guy. I know guy. he's having a decent season. Yeah. I, w I was hoping we'd get to see him come up. Yeah, well, we have, we have some, some arms in, in, in Bowie and, and Norfolk. Um, I know TJ McFarlane, a little unfortunate for him with all this timing because he's hurt currently. Right. So we'll see when it, he gets it was, healthy. It was a great opportunity for TJ. Yeah. But, yeah, if he gets better, comes back healthy, there, there's now plenty of room for him in the bullpen. All right. With that said, do you want to look ahead? We're, at, uh, we're 40 minutes to game time to this week. Or I see the notes this weekend. You, I guess yeah. we can look ahead tonight. Do you want to talk about this weekend or focus on tonight? Tonight. Tonight. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're, we're in the middle of a, a long road trip, right? we got the Angels. Three Houston, games in Anaheim. And then we're going to Cleveland on the road. All on the road. A good test for the Orioles. Because the Astros are struggling right now. Yeah, Big time. If you look at their lineup, it doesn't make sense. And I know you got some numbers, Bert. About the about the Astros and their hitting, but uh -huh. it doesn't make sense. Right, you're right. Because they got they got a, a good offense. With if you look at the names, of Altuve, it. or as Josh likes to call him, Altuvez. <laughs> I'm uh, telling you, there's an S there. George Springer, Korea, the uh, the shortstop yes, stud. Um, the Astros are struggling right now. They have lost four straight coming into this series where they're hosting the Orioles in Houston. They just got swept by their division opponents, the Texas Rangers, three games. And uh, they have a 17-28 and 28 record. That is 11 games under 500, if my math is correct. That, that, that is correct. Okay, <laughs> I can confirm your math is correct. Now, we got the first game here tonight. Chris Tillman, who we already mentioned, is pitching great. He's the best starter for the Orioles right now. He's got a 6 and 
the Astros. But, but the Tigers. He, he's also a guy that there was talk of us of us trying to sign him in the offseason. He was uh he was, he was one of the he top was one pitching of the guys out there. Free agents. But but he's also kind of a junk ball pitcher. He is. He is. He throws he's he's not a he's not a flamethrower. He throws in the, in the upper eighties. Right. He uses junk. So it's right. gonna be a challenge so for the Orioles. We're gonna have to adjust a little bit. Yeah. Now, are, are you surprised that We've seen these junk ball pitchers and these pitchers without a fastball, and we're not seeing Kim in the lineup again. Yes. Are you surprised that, that he is not getting any use except, like, every seven, eight days? I'm surprised. I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm surprised, we, but I'm not surprised. We kept hearing he can't catch up to the fastball, and here we've got chances to, to, to face a pitcher without a fastball. It's cause, because it's not about the fastball. It, it's, it's not, exactly. It's not about the fastball. It's got to be a bigger things. It's about that he's not very good, maybe. Right. So, so <laughs> that, that Hyunsu Kim is not a great baseball player. He's yet to find player. the outfield grass. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, are we like gonna let him sit on the bench until he agrees for that minor league move? Yeah. I don't I mean, know what's gonna I happen mean, with him. To be can honest, can we really spend the whole season with just him just sitting there? I think we are because if you're gonna get rid of Hyunsu Kim, you would have done it already, right? So I think they're gonna ride it out. Can we trade him? Who's gonna want Hyun Soo Kim? Maybe uh, if you so throw in, if you throw in a draft pick, maybe. I mean, he, he's got. I like think we're running out of draft picks to trade. He's got like a 370 batting average. He he looked good in in Korea. The Braves don't seem to mind taking our scrap heap and then DFAing them, but yeah. right. <laughs> well, Hyun Soo Kim and Nick Markakis both lack the ability to hit the ball out of the infield. So perhaps could we have an infield hitter for an infield hitter trade <laughs> going on here? Well, Nick Markakis can hit it into the outfield. He, he finds the gaps. He's right. the doubles hitter. He, okay. he, he just he can't find the home run. I think he has three home runs in the last two years or yeah. something like that. He yeah. can't find the home run. But he's just best hitter on the Braves right now. No. Yeah, yes. Freeman's better. Stop it. Nonsense. Now, before we touch on the Astros' struggles, uh, specifically their offensive struggles, which hopefully Chris Tillman will be able to take advantage of, Chris Tillman, he's not only hot right now, He's hot against the Astros. He's got a 2-0 record in both of his starts at Minute Maid Park. He's allowed just two runs over 13 and two-thirds innings pitching in that ballpark. It sounds like if Tillman just always pitched against the AL West, because I know he has good numbers against the Mariners as well, right. he, would be, he would be a stud. Tonight could be his sixth consecutive start, a winning start. Yeah, but you combine that with Fister being a junk ball pitcher, I think we're in for a 2-1, to 3-2 game. We, 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 we got to get to that Houston bullpen and then hope for us uh, some, some runs. But I think a low-scoring game here. It, it doesn't bode well when junk ball pitchers are starting to expose the Orioles lineup. Yeah. Because any team can throw a junk ball pitcher out there. Yeah. And, and if, if David Price can't get it done against us, uh, or a pitcher like David Price, then the Red right. Sox or whoever will throw up somebody else that can do it, get it done, which unfortunately might right. be the guy making league minimum, and we can't hit him. Except... except no team is going to play that way. You're not going to get into <laughs> you're not going to get into a pressure playoff game, and you can put David Price on the mound, and instead you're going to choose some some I don't know. number five guy who's barely on the team. We we put Joe Saunders up in that game. <laughs> Buck yeah. Walter is the kind true. of manager who would do that. But, but that wasn't because he was the worst on our team. He was unfortunately one of the better. I think he was one of the worst. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't remember. It was a few years ago. He won that game, which yeah, I mean, that, and it worked. Shout out to him. It worked great. So, but, uh, but the Astros' offense, over the, the last four games, they're hitting 145. Wow. All four games have been losses. They've recorded uh, six hits or less 
in each one of those four losses, and they've scored a combined five runs over those past four games. So you're telling me tonight, if you're into that DraftKings or FanDuel, you might want to stay away from the Houston Astros players. You might want to stay away from them. It's a it's a tough call because either their struggles will continue or they're going to explode sooner or later. Oh, but, you hear that, Josh? They yeah, could be but, due. But based on how Tillman's uh, been pitching, I'm not going to go with the due theory for, for Houston. I am going to look at a guy like Doug Fister, who's got a 422 ERA, and say, all right, well, if the Orioles can get those four runs, that might be enough to win tonight. Yeah, but we also said that about um, Shoemaker's 7 ERA yeah. and Justin Weaver's 6 ERA, too. Yeah, but I don't think Fister's pulling out that slider. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we'll see that movement. And well, I don't even want to know what Wade Miley's ERA was, but we couldn't get any uh, hits off of him either. It's true. It's true. Ugly stuff. All right, so we have that to look forward to tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, that's going to be a fun a fun baseball game in Houston. In Houston, Josh, uh, and we all know uh, Houston's field, their outfield, their yeah. infamous outfield. Oh, flood the flagpole in the hill? Yeah, uh, House Hill. House Hill. Towels Hill. Towels Hill with a T. T, yeah. 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 Tau, like T-O-W-E-L. Which there was talk this offseason about getting rid of the hill. Yeah. Which and they decided not to. And I know, and you guys are all trying to, I know Bert and especially Josh is all about trying to say, what can we do to make baseball as, well, as I, little fun as possible? No. <laughs> what can we do to ruin baseball for fans? I like the a, hill. You like the hill? Yeah, I like the hill. That's surprising because you usually hate everything if, that has to do with fun and baseball. There's a big, de- what makes, one thing that makes baseball stadiums better than football stadiums, NBA arenas, is every field is a little different. But what about someone hurting their ankle or twisting their knee on the hill? It's never happened. I, See, I, it, I looked it up today. No one has been injured in the, in the hill. Some people have taken embarrassing face plants, but there's been no injuries okay. because of the hill. But Buck Showalter, uh, Buck Showalter, who banned pies because of an injury case, how many people have been injured with a pie to the face? More people than Tal's Hill. Buck Showalter banned that little on-deck circle because the catcher slipped on it. Well, yeah, that, yeah. That, right. I think Buck probably has a problem with the hill. I, I, I Buck, bet Buck is not a hill fan. Buck, Buck on the pregame was asked about that as well. I was reading oh, yeah? on Twitter. And what did Buck say? I bet he wasn't happy about he it. He said, I could bulldoze it tonight if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. The whole the term is level <laughs> playing field. All teams on a level playing All field. All teams have the same hill. If you're going to no, get, <laughs> yes. get rid of the hill. I mean, both teams playing in that field deal with the same right. hill. True. If you're getting rid of the hill, you're also getting rid of the green monster and other things that make different ballparks, different shapes, and different sizes. No, but you know what? They all are the same. They're all flat. <laughs> How about remember Yankee That's Stadium true. used to have the little statues in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like it. You gotta have some fun. The obstacles. You got, <laughs> obstacles are good. I would like to see someone have to run behind the flagpole in Minute Maid Park to get the ball. I, I agree. Preferably I, someone on Houston and not Adam Jones. But, Josh, how can you like that and despise the wave? Both of them are adding entertainment and fun to baseball. I don't understand how you can like no. one and hate the other. Because the people who are in the wave aren't watching the game. They're having fun. Right. Isn't that the point of baseball to have fun? Well, when you go to a baseball game, you're supposed to watch the baseball game. You can't stand up, put your hands in the air, and watch the game at the same time? I've seen you. Your eyes are to the left to watch the wave. Because the wave is awesome. Because To watch it come, you watch it slowly come, slowly make its way around the stadium, wait for it. Once in a while, you get the wave going the wrong way. At that moment, you jump up and scream for the wave, and it's awesome. No, there was 
the Orioles were playing a game in LA, and it, and it was the, the game that went to, to the walk-offs, the 0-0 game the forever. Friday's game yeah. with Matt Se Wieter's walk-off. Seventh inning, yes. it's 0-0, yes. they're doing the wave. Of course you are. We've got a Do great pitch Do you know how boring a 0-0 game is? Pitchers' duels no are boring. Yes. Yeah, but it's not the time for the wave. The wave comes in, I will join you in the wave when your team is up 7 nothing. How did a discussion about Tally's pole, Tally's hill, because turn into an argument about the wave again? So somehow, the joy of baseball fields all being different, he puts <laughs> in as the same uh, as the wave. It's about fun. It's the, about fun. The okay? joy of it's baseball fields being different. It's about fun. <laughs> That's what it is. About I mean, joy and fun. Right. You got to watch football, Child basketball. Everyone plays in the same rectangle. Yeah. It's nice to have have different shapes, and, and the ball comes off walls differently in different stadiums. All right, we got 30 minutes until game time. Do you want to give you some ball bag questions? Yeah, let's do another giveaway first. Okay. Let's give away another uh, buffalo sauce. All right, we can do that. We're going to pull see. another name to get, give away some buffalo sauce. We have a couple sauces here. What kind of sauce we got over there? Uh, what do we have here? You want to read them off while I pull? Yeah, we got some uh, sweet, uh, some honey, honey, honey barbecue, sweet, sassy sauce. Honey, honey barbecue. I like that one. Sweet, sassy. Sweet, sassy. Sweet and sassy. And then we got some bourbon, honey, mustard. Totally the bee's knees of sauce. All right. Let's see if I can say this last name correctly. Jeremy Salisman. Jeremy Salisman in the house. Come on up and say hello. You get yourself a free sauce. Nice. Your choice. Take your pick. One of them was sassy. I know that. <laughs> yeah. He went with sassy. That's, that's, that's like well, Good well played. Good choice, Jeremy. Well played. Congratulations. We still have another sauce to give away, a couple gift cards to give away, a T-shirt, uh, and tickets, and a bobblehead. Hey, uh, before you get to those ball bag questions, yeah. right, right now here in the bar, before the Orioles game starts, they're airing the Chicago Cubs-St. Louis Cardinals game, and already in the first inning... In St. Louis, the Cubs have come out to a 6-0 lead going into the bottom of the first inning. And who do they have starting pitching for them is former Oriole Jason Hamill, who's kind of gotten lost in the mix yeah. of the Jake Arrieta success. Listen to Jason Hamill. 5-1 record, 2.31 ERA. Jason Hamill is killing it for the Cubs this year. Really? Almost to the level that Jake Arrieta is. The only difference is Jake Arrieta is throwing no hitters. It's, it's ridiculous. It makes you wonder if there's something about pitching in the NL Central. There, there, Maybe there, a little easier than the AL East. There's something about pitching in the NL. And especially when you're in the NL, uh, if you're facing teams like the Braves and Marlins who are struggling. But then in the NL, you get a pitcher. Every nine at-bats, you get to face a pitcher. Yeah. That's a huge advantage yeah. to the pitcher. And Jason Hamill... I mean, that, 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 that's not on us at all. I mean, he's a journey guy. Sure. He stopped with us for, for a cup of coffee, but he's been, he's been around. Still frustrating. Uh, and when he was with us, he, d he did have a good year with us. He was uh, uh, up there for the all-star voting. Yeah, it's about time. We had an awkward Braves fan here for an Orioles show, and so finally he's leaving, which right. thank goodness for that. Yeah, we don't have to talk <laughs> about Chipper Jones being, yeah. being a potential manager. Chipper props, Jones. Props to wearing a Braves hat when the Ra Braves – have they won a the game yet? Have they? they? They've won 12 games. Okay, they won 12 oh, games. Oh, they finally got that elusive 10th win. <laughs> they've hit about 12 <laughs> home runs, um, 10 of them by Freeman. So good for him for still sporting the hat. That's good to see. So, yeah, Josh, that, with that said, can, can we get to some ball, ball bag questions? 
You're just a ball bag, ball bag, ball bag, a ball bag, my friend. Hey, ball bag, how you doing? What's your name again? It's ball bag, my posh. All right, boys and girls, it's that part of the show where Josh reaches deep down into his ball bag and pulls out a couple, couple questions. What, what, did, what do you have for us this week, Josh? I kept it clean that time. You, you uh, yeah, appreciate that? We're in public. Yeah. It's fam- <laughs> Got to keep it family friendly. We're not on iTunes right now. <laughs> so this, this is where we pull out the kind of random Oreo topics that we can talk about. Or other topics, that, whatever. That, that didn't fall into the first yes. ha- part of the show. It's the ball bag. Anything can happen. So I want to talk about our DH. Oh, yeah. Because we've got a DH problem in Baltimore. Since when? Yeah, since well, for, uh, ma- for many years. Since 2001. Since but, Lou but, Ford. But this year we signed a DH in the offseason. And he is batting 191 right now. Yeah. That's our typical He's in the DH. Tonight is the DH. Pedro Alvarez. Pedro Alvarez. Yes. When do we give up on Pedro Alvarez? When is, another is option, a better option becomes available. Yeah, this is like the Abado Jimenez talk. Well, we've got you a get better rid of, option. You get rid of Abado Jimenez, you we, have no one to pitch there. You get rid of Pedro Alvarez. Trumbo goes to DH, and you've got a Rymolt and Kim situation in the outfield. What I'm trying to say is, is Kim or Rymolt in the outfield better than Pedro at your DH? Uh, I think right. when we look at upside here, right, potential, uh, Pedro Alvarez has the potential offensively to be a lot better a, a than a Rymolt. Has the potential to be a lot that better than like, Rymolt. sounds like a Chris Davis batting average, but he can hit home runs. Yeah, and he's a guy that can hot and for a week can carry the, the team. We've seen him get hot already. We, we, we've seen two home runs. Let's not call him hot. He's he, still at 191. He was hot for two weeks at the end of April. No, or the he wasn't. Of May. No, if you're hot for two weeks, you do not have a 191 batting average. I saw him hit a double once. He hit a double. <laughs> I got a witness. He hit a double once. I watched it with my own two eyes. Yeah, but I think Pedro Alvarez, I mean, he's, he's making he, he's making enough money, and it is a one-year deal, so it's a deal that you could get rid of. But I don't think the Orioles have any intention of of re- releasing him anytime soon. Like it's, again, it's. How comfortable are you with Reimold? Even if you're comfortable with Reimold as an option, how comfortable are you with Reimold not getting hurt and staying healthy the entire year so you can get rid of Pedro Alvarez? I and if something happens to Reimold, how comfortable are you with Kim? And I'll tell you what, the, comfor- the comfortability of Buck and Kim is about zero. All right, well, at what point so do you Pedro Alvarez to, isn't going at anywhere. At what point do you set Pedro down right next to Kim and you say, Let, let's see if we need you. Let's well, play Reimold out to see if Reimold... Can, can play without getting hurt. When I, you do that when we, when we stop playing good baseball. It, stop me if I'm wrong, but we're still in first place, 11-some games over 500. These guys are not costing us baseball games. Why mess with a good thing? They, you, they could be doing better, but what? Do we need to be playing as good as the Chicago Cubs? Because that's not going to happen. We're not going to be 17 games over 500. You know, you gotta, at, at some point, you got to just be happy with the, what you've got. And, and I think that's the stance Buck has taken. Right now, Alvarez has played in 31 games. Uh, Reimold has shown up in 26 games. Even uh, that, that would count coming in as late in. They're who do, close. You think, who do you think has more home runs? Reimold. Reimold has three. Alvarez has yeah. two. But so what about Tabert's point that right now the Orioles have the second best record in baseball outside the Cubs? Wouldn't you rather have the first best? I it's mean, the best I, record I, I in the American League, right? Can't, yeah, can't, best record in the American League. But can't you always be better? That's why we got rid of Brian Mattis. How is Pedro Alvarez helping you out on these games where we're getting we're struggling to hit the ball? Because we know he's a streaky hitter. So if you got you got you got away with him being being bad for a while, he's going to get streaky. 
I, I would argue he's gotten streaky a little bit already. You say he hasn't signed, but he'll get streaky in the future. He's a power bat you have to pitch around when he's surrounded by Matt Weeders and Jonathan Scope or Mark Trumbo and yeah. Matt Weeders or wherever he gets put in the so, lineup. So he's a bat they, the opposing pitchers need to be paying attention to. If they screw up, he's going to make them pay for it. So, so you're going with the theory that Jonathan Scope is having a good season because he's batting behind Alvarez. It's Possibly. It's some better pitching. Possibly. He's already, Pedro Alvarez is just a platoon guy. He only bats against righties. Right. He's not going in there against le- lefties, so he's already a platoon guy. Uh, so So you're just going to ride him out some more? Yeah. Some more. I, I would not be opposed to seeing him sit more and Ryan Mulder Kim play more. I would not be opposed to that. All but I think it's too soon to be saying... Let's jet, 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 jettison him and get rid of him. All the people who call into radio shows or get upset on Twitter and, and say, why aren't we playing Kim? Why Joey Rickard's still starting? What's wrong with Pedro Alvarez? Are people who are apparently not happy with first place. Like, what, 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 is, what is not working? Yeah, and it's a long season. You have to be patient with these we've, guys. We've won, yeah. what, how many consecutive series? Or we haven't lost a series at home since once all season. We, yeah, you know, we and, and we're at a stretch of the schedule right now where we should should dominate the Astros. We should play pretty well against the Cleveland Indians. If we come home from the rest of this road trip and we only win one of these next six games, all right, well, then let's have that conversation. Yeah. But if we win this series and we win the Cleveland series, why mess with a good thing? Yeah. Winning solves all the problems. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. So J.J. Hardy, he'll be, he's starting to rehab. Yeah, he'll be rehabbing him back soon with the team in a few weeks. So you're going to mess with a good thing? You go, or are you going to keep Machado at short? He's been enjoying shortstop. Yeah. Look like he requested to play shortstop. I think it was the game on Saturday or Friday where Yanish was playing shortstop. I right. was playing third base. Third base and Machado And he, and he had short. about two really nice plays. Like really like Yanish or Machado? Third. Even, even Alvarez Yanish played a decent third. third base. Yeah. I mean, these guys in Flaherty has played well at third base. These guys have played a really good third base. It's impressive. But when J.J. Hardy comes back, thank you, Yanish. Appreciate your work. Go back to Norfolk. And Machado moves to third. J.J. goes to short. So you're saying there's no chance J.J. moves to third? Zero chance no, J.J. No, goes no, to third. No, no, no. That doesn't happen. And, and there's no chance that Flaherty plays over Hardy. J.J., yeah. So J.J. will go back no, to short. No. Machado will go back. Flaherty's but back on the bench or maybe in the minors since Kim can't move. But we got a nice sneak peek. What's going to happen in two years when you have Machado yeah. and Scope at short and second? Right. It's going to be adorable. It's going to be great. And we and should be grateful a- that J.J. Hardy can miss four to six weeks and guys like Giannis and Flaherty can hold down the fort. Yeah. And we're still winning with those if guys. If not offensively, they because they're both terrible offensively, yeah. they, they bring a, a, a solid glove. You want to talk about a National League lineup where you get at every ninth, the ninth batter is an out? That's basically the Orioles right now with Giannis and Flaherty yeah, batting. Yeah, Flaherty's nice. got a 204. Might as well let the pitcher bat. Know what I'm saying? I feel <laughs> you. <yeah. laughs> All right. So uh, now if you go to the stadium, if you, when, you, when we go, I think we've got tickets next week. We'll be going to an Oriole game. Yeah. And they, they hand out the All-Star ballots. So you get to do the little punch cards. Are they doing that? I heard it's they're not doing that. Do they that not this do year. that this year? I heard it's all online this year. Oh, so it's Good. all Good. Do you know how much paper was wasted on those punch cards? Yeah, like they at were least ridiculous. at least two trees. So no, no more. Hanging and don't chads. even get me started about the hanging chads. Don't even get me started about the hanging <laughs> chads. Because I think if it wasn't for hanging chads, um, last year Brian Mattis he would have made the All Star team. Last year? Yeah, but the hanging chads got him. 
probably the last four years. Since when uh, can you vote for a pitcher on the hanging chat? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we vote for pitchers. No, you don't. Right? All right. Yeah. It's just a little joke. Okay. Okay? Well, don't calm down. I mean, keeping it, it light. Is, it is interesting that they don't allow the fans to vote for pitching. Yeah. Because fans are idiots. His fans don't appreciate pitching. And they would pick the whole Ro Royals team to be or, in there. Or go off the win total when wins don't Have we much. gotten you know an update on the voting? No. I, not is there I any heard. update There's out there? There's been no update yet. Okay. So that's what I wanted to go with you guys, too. Yeah. Update me on the Orioles. What Orioles should be making the All-Star team? Well, I've already said on this show it's a lock for Adam Jones There's to no start. Way Adam and Jones. I'm going to keep saying it every week until I'm proven right. There's no, this, is, this is not. Adam Jones made it for many years because Adam Jones was the face of the Orioles. Adam Jones is no longer the face of the Orioles. It is now Manny Machado. Adam Jones was never the sole Orioles representative, though. I don't know where that came from. That's no, going he, back to Brian Roberts and Ty Wigginson. He was the face Wigginson. of the Orioles. <laughs> Great reference. Uh, uh, I mean, he's going, whether you like it or not. Jones is probably going. Machado's a lock, right? Machado's a lock. Yeah. The Machado's the only one that's he, maybe not a lock to start. Right, because right. you have other third basemen who are really good, like Josh Correct. Da, da, like Josh, and, da, and that's the silliness of letting fans vote instead of letting it be determined by managers or even better by stats. Right, because Machado's an MVP running. Yeah. What about Zach Britton? Does Zach Britton go? Yes. Zach Britton's probably going to go. What about Chris Davis? Chris Davis go? Uh, no, because David Ortiz will go as a first baseman. What about well, but you're thinking of starters. I mean, they the Orioles right. still send three or four guys every year. Yeah. What about Mark Trumbo? Trumbo go? Yeah. I think Trumbo goes. I think he does. I think Trumbo goes. I think Trumbo makes it as an outfielder. He's one of the most feared hitters in the first three months of the season. Yeah. Right. Two months. As long as long as long at, right. He's, he's been hot since the season started. He, he'll go. It's tough with, like, I mean, guys like Gibbons or Brock. I mean, Brock probably deserves to go. But unless you're a closer as a bullpen guy, but, but we it's did, really hard. We got, we got O'Day last year. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. And so maybe you'll have a guy like... Hopefully, maybe Brock, but even O'Day is a setup guy. Right. Brock is not a, even a setup guy. Right. By the way, I liked, I think Michael Gibbons on Saturday got the win. I like it when a, a pitcher, a reliever, a reliever like Michael G G you know, Gibbons gets the blown save like Gibbons got and the win. Yeah. We, we don't talk about Brad Brock, but he, he'll probably go. He's 4 0. He's 4 0 with a 116 ERA. <laughs> yeah, but let's talk about it's he, all about wins. He's pitched 23 innings with 24 strikeouts. Yeah. When 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 but the pitchers are determined by the managers, that gets your attention. I think it'd be awesome if he goes. I doubt it because he, he pitches. No one cares about a seventh inning guy. Right, right. People care about an eighth inning guy. People, of course, care about a ninth inning guy. No one, the seventh inning guys get no love. So unless Brock can move to a, right. a, a setup or a closer. Well, here's the guy I'm interested in, Jonathan Scope. Does he get one this year? Well, he's not going to start. Um, he's got a 270 with eight home runs. And what's been fun to watch is those eight home runs. He's got yeah. some power this year. He's going to get into double digits for the All-Star break. Right. And, and defensively, he's one of the best second basemen in baseball. Yeah. I think there's a fair so, argument. He might, he might get the attention because the, the manager picks the bench guys, right? The, fans pick the starters. Right. Fans pick the starters, which is why we don't give any credit to, this, to the starters. Sure. But, that's but, why Cal Ripken started for so many years. Right, because it's a popularity <laughs> contest, sure. especially now when you can vote, what, 25 times per email address? And 10 more if you... Right, uh, and if you do all your votes, you get discounted tickets and everything. Sure. They, they, instead of trying to fix voting, they just tried to use it more as pr a promotional tool. Yeah. I mean, the only... The, the serious competition would be Jose Altuve. I, I, I mean, 
he's gonna he's gonna be on there. It's a good thing we don't play the National League because they got Zobris right. and Murphy for the National. Right. But yeah, and then I also I wonder. The national media hasn't really picked up on the fact yet that the Orioles are playing really well. Yeah. So that that's going to hurt some of this popular voting. Jed Lowry might might get votes over him. Whoever Kansas City second baseman in will probably get votes over him because that's how Kansas City is. That's just how they do it. Yeah. How about Matt Wieters? He's having a great season. Could he be back? He's been there before, I believe, right? Never as a starter, I don't think. All right. He's always caught in. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would call him having a great season this year. I don't know if that's for the, the great is is accurate. He's had he's been really hot the past month. He's two eighty three with four home runs, a seven eighty five OPS. Yeah, that's that's it's at least better than what we he's had the past few years. Yeah, I mean I know saw Tamakia for Detroit sitting dongs like left and right. Yeah, I I think it'll be it'll be interesting. We have a couple uh, a couple yeah. guys who are. I think, potential I think, guys. Yeah, I think we could have three or four guys yeah. again. I think this we. Year. I think we should. I mean, if we're first, if we do seriously have the best record in the American League, like we should be right. appreciated by having four four guys in the in the All Star. We'll game. be well represented. I think absolutely. Uh, if not starters, bench guys. With Matt Weeders, you know, we mentioned that he's hot right now. His numbers may not represent that, but the the fact that he's hot right now is more of like a clutch thing. Like he hit that go-ahead home yeah. run in the bottom of the ninth the other day. He had uh, a home run with a man on base a couple days before opening that. Opening day, opening day, right? He had the big hit. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, I mean, he's coming up in clutch spots, which is huge, and we love that. We got we we would love to see more of that. Oh, and, and even more, that's what gets attention for some voting. Sure, can, sure. Can, you, can, when you see him on Sports Center, well, people still watch Sports Center. No, I don't or, think they do. Uh, you see him on, the your, on, your, on your at bat or Facebook, yeah. Twitter, whatever. When you see his name. I'm just saying, the last seven games, batting 458. Wow. Three dongs and seven RBI. That's hot. That's not, that's not too shabby, right, guys? He's so hot right now. So hot. So if he can keep that up. All right, keep it up. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything else in that ball bag for us, Josh? I mean, just say the word. We got 12 minutes till, till first pitch or 17 minutes. I don't know when the what is first pitch, 805? 8, 8, 8, 8.05. 810. Oh, 8-10? 8-10. oh, we got an extra five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's let's give some stuff away. All right, yeah, we're gonna give away. Another giveaway. You know the don't. You know it's raining in Houston. But they got but, a retractable. They, roof. they got a retractable roof, which I think all stadiums should now have. <laughs> I'm tired of rain. It's been a rainy month in Baltimore. I don't know how sure. you do it at Camden Yards without it looking ugly. No, they will but never. But I do think it. you find a way. No, oh, stop, stop, it stop it! Don't put baseball inside, stupid. <laughs> so we're gonna give away a gift certificate now. But, uh, real quick, you mentioned Minute Maid Park. The best thing Minute Maid Park has going for it is the choo-choo train. Well, no, the hill's the best, but I'll give you the train. All right, choo-choo train's a close second, though. Right. Uh, I I would almost be willing to accept a couple Astros home runs just to see the choo-choo train yeah. go by. Did, did I was about to do a giveaway, and you stopped me so you could mention the choo-choo train. I I. My well, all day, all night, all I hear about is choo-choo trains. While, while we're on stadiums, did you see that Texas is now getting a new stadium? Yeah, don't don't get me that, started on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't. Right, They're, everyone wants a new stadium. Yeah, because nobody can all, have Camden Yards. Right, these are all younger stadiums than Camden Yards. And Atlanta's they, younger, and Texas they will still and they will still try to model their stadium out from Camden Yards. I don't Absolutely. know. Oh, they will. You sure they won't copy it's it It's a new thing to, to blend the old with the new. It's a new no, thing. No, no, no. The new thing, that's the old thing. Oh, uh, what's the new thing? The new thing is what they did down in Miami. Oh, the, the Marlins the, with the, the... futuristic, bright colors. Yeah. And yeah. domes. Domes are... Uh, people are... They are tired. Baseball is tired of 
losing money with I rainouts. Think, I think most people for prefer Camden Yards over the stadium in Miami. I think, yeah, Camden Yards. Even is young the, people. Camden Yards is the best stadium yeah. in baseball. There's a few up there like San Francisco and all that people always put up there. But it's amazing how many young stadiums are now getting replaced. It is. Uh, and Bert has already drawn the name. You're all over this. Well, I, I had an idea. This is for the last sauce. Oh, we have another sauce. I'm sorry. Yeah, this will be for a Buffalo Wild Wings sauce. Yes. But let's do, uh, after that, let's do two trivia questions for the gift cards. You have to earn it. Okay. All right. I, I, I think you're Sounds insane, good. and I think no one will be able to answer, but we'll try. go for it. We'll try. We'll have, see how many people are paying attention. Uh, for the last Buffalo Wild Wings sauce, I need Amanda hug and kiss. <laughs> Stupid. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Trey Aros, A-R-O-S-S. Trey, come on up. You got a sauce. Congratulations. Hey, have, we, have we ever been three for three with the giveaways? That's good. Where Con someone didn't just Congrats, leave? Trey. Congrats. Enjoy that sauce. Are we, we have some more. We're going to weigh a ton of stuff today. We still have two gift cards to give away. And that T-shirt. This is like the price. Like, you have to put up with our voices for an hour. <laughs> hour and a half today. An hour and a half. This is a long pregame yeah. show. Because the, the, the Midwest, the 8 o'clock start. Right. Stupid central time so zone. You, but I think we reward them. Just, if just you listen to us. Glad it's not California. We'd have to do another two hours. Oh, my gosh. If, if you no, listen to us for, for an hour and a half, <laughs> you get the reward of having a, a chance to win. Some of the sweet stuff. So we still hey. have gift cards to give away and other stuff. Real quick, let's rank yeah. the continental U.S. time zones, worst to best. Because <laughs> West has to be the worst. Western time zone. For, for a guy who likes to go to bed at 9 o'clock, absolutely. I, I Basically, I think it goes west to east, worst to best. Yeah, right? yeah. Does anybody prefer the mountain time zone? Just... <laughs> there might be some mountain fans out there. Yeah, the only thing against the East Coast time is daylight savings. If we could get rid of that, it'd make it much better. When you think our show cannot get any lower, <laughs> you bring up a time zone ranking. Hey, when you give content. us a really long pregame show. Where Thank you. This is what happens. When you ask us to go over an hour, which of <laughs> this the, is what happens. Which of the presidential candidates has a plan to abolish daylight savings? That person will get my vote. <laughs> I don't care where they stand on every other issue. I just want to get rid of daylight savings. I think you might have to do a write-in for that. You might have to write in the candidate. Okay. Yeah. Somebody tell me I, that. I think we need to stop asking the presidential candidates about Joe Flacco and start asking <laughs> him, them about, about daylight savings. Yes, yes. Though what? I like the fact that we've gotten to ask a couple candidates about Flacco. And I've just decided that the mountain time zone is probably the best because it has a, cool, has a cool name like Mountain. All the other ones are just geographically like east, yeah. central, west. Mountain is cool. Yeah. And it probably, I would imagine, has the least amount of people are in mountain time zones. So yeah. it's kind of a special thing for them that just belongs to them, the mountain time zone. I, I'm all, the, I'm I, in. I, I'm all but in. What I do like about the West Coast is I like the idea of waking up and having breakfast with football. That is cool. I, I think that could be fun. No, that's, I don't know. How, how does that affect your, ta your tailgating? Uh, it makes it even better because you can go oh, to tailgate early and watch the East Coast games going on on your tailgate television okay, set okay. Right, while you're before for you your go in. One o'clock game. Yeah, but then there's also the downside that you've probably got to be like an Oakland Raiders fan or something terrible like that. Well, you've you got to be a transplant. Yeah. You guys see this? Uh, Pat Cunnington, the the uh, basketball player from, no from Notre Dame. Cunnington. Yeah. Okay. Who we drafted. 
Uh, yeah. And then he went on to play in the NBA. He just showed up. For extended spring training. For extended training. spring training. Yeah. He was, he's playing in the NBA. He's signed with the Portland Trailblazers. He, you we, know, we drafted him the fourth round last year. We, we, gave, him, we gave him half a million dollars yeah. to keep his rights. I don't understand how this works. Uh, he, you he, never see this. He wants to be a pitcher. But he's signed. He's had a three-year deal with the Trailblazers. Right. He wants to be a pitcher after his NBA career. Yeah. So he's still working out with the Orioles. He's showing his face down there, so he gets to keep that half million dollars. Okay, but the, he's going to be like 27 or 28 by the time he's done his NBA career. We, we just pulled up a 28-year-old pitcher. But that's when he'll start his kind of development. At yeah, but he's going to be no. But he he's in good shape. I imagine he's that's why he's down at a sprint at spring training. Yeah, I just know all the Orioles fans were pumped when he had that awesome run with no, Notre Dame in the right. uh, to to the Elite Eight. But I think what everyone forgot is. Because he had such an awesome run, he got drafted. He got well drafted in second in round, NBA. and now he's playing in the NBA. Yeah. And now we can't watch him pitch. All so. I know is this guy's life story has like screenplay written all over it. Oh yeah, the point guard pitcher. Yeah. It's what <laughs> lifetime movie. <laughs> he, he's trying to do what Michael Jordan could not do. Transition. Yeah. Are we gonna do a? We have ten minutes till that, fifteen minutes till first. Yeah, pitch. that that would have been a good trivia question. Yeah, we got some other trivia I questions. I would never have gotten that. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's see. I Bert know Bert's been preparing some trivia Bert questions. Bert has been preparing some trivia. Bert, can, can I just say that this, uh, your trivia questions are good. Okay. Are good. Good. This has the potential to fall flat on its face, so I'm, I'm hoping somebody will know the answer. If you know the answer, just shout it out. You get a $10 gift card if you know the answer. Uh, we spent a good portion of the first part of this show bashing Obaldo Jimenez, because he's had a terrible month. Right. He's been bad. He's been bad. Can anyone here in the bar name one of Obaldo Jimenez's former teams? There you go. Right there, gentlemen. Come on up. Colorado Rockies, or I would have also accepted the Cleveland Indians. It was worth a $10 gift certificate. Congratulations. Nice. Well he, he had some good seasons with the Indians. Was he okay in Colorado? You kind of don't think of pitchers well, that's well why, in Colorado. That's impressive because I would go with the Indians, too, would my first thought. Indians. That's yeah. when he had his, his stud years, but before that he was with the Rockies. Yeah, went National okay. League. I'm sorry. I bashed the people at Buffalo Wild Wings in there. All right, I just I didn't bash them. I assumed that they had no knowledge of the Orioles. Right, right. Based on the attire alone. I judged a book by its cover, if you will. And, and they, they, so far, the first trivia question, they proved me wrong. It was a huge success so far. Yeah. Because there was one guy who knew the answer. <laughs> if that one guy wasn't there, right. we would be in trouble. So we should just stop the trivia now. I don't know. I, I'm going to press my luck. You think I can get yeah, one more? Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Let's do an, uh, another trivia question. I, I'll say that guy can't win again, but you can <laughs> tell one of your friends the answer. <laughs> uh, let's go with this one. Uh, we talked a lot about Brian Mattis, who was traded to the Atlanta Braves last night and uh, immediately DFA'd. Now, again, if you know the answer, just shout it out. The first person I see or hear will get it. Uh, he was traded to the Braves. The Atlanta Braves have, like, a plethora of former Orioles. Somebody name a Bad former Orioles. Oriole playing for the Atlanta Braves right now. Mm. There's at least four of them. There you go. There's Nick a winner. Marcakis. Nick Marcakis. That was, that was the gimme, I think. Right. I thought that, Bud we, We've talked way too much about Nick Marcakis. Congratulations. I would have accepted my favorite former Oriole, Bud Norris, as an answer. Is, is he having a decent year down there? I don't even know. He's still starting for him. He's I mean, starting, yeah. He, he's, I mean, he's getting the pitch in the National League. We always say that makes pitchers better. Now, Jim Johnson is still there, but he's on the disabled list. And I would have also accepted obscure Kelly Johnson. 
who's a oh. journeyman who played for the Orioles towards the end of the 2014. He, he was a pretty pivotal in the playoff yeah. run. Whether that was, he played for the, the Rays, the Yankees, us. He's been like all, all over the place. The I believe. Red Sox, I think, too. Isn't he the guy who's played in every all the AL East team? Yeah, he's played for oh, all that's the right. teams. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Claim so, to fame. So good for him. I tell you what, Bert, that trivia segment would have gone down in flames if it wasn't for the ge that ge gentleman right there. It would have gone down in flames, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's here. <laughs> you should be. You should be. Uh, so uh, what do we got left? We got one more giveaway, but you want to hold that for maybe yeah, a commercial let's hold, break let's or hold something? that for a commercial break once the game starts. All right, we'll do a shirt, maybe first commercial break, and then 8.30 is when we're giving away the Orioles tickets. Four tickets at Camden Yards, August 20th, against the uh, Houston Astros, who they happen to be playing tonight in Houston, but this time it will be in you, Baltimore. You want to do a little... Uh, uh, like keys of the game tonight? We sure. Players well, to watch? Okay, fine. We, we, we do that. If we can go attached with that, what I really want to do is hashtag Dong City. I want to know City? who's going to go Dong, okay. who's going to go yards, who's going to hit the ball out of the, out of the stadium, out of the, over the fence, I should say. Uh, over tonight's game. Tally's over hill? Over the hill, over the hill. Yeah, who's going to hit over Tally? Is it Tally? Tal. Tal. Tal, like we just dry off after the shower? No, just T-A-L. It's named after some old guy in Houston. Yeah. Like I the think pest, like, the like pesky a former pole? manager or former owner. Okay. So Dong City, who's just gonna get yards? If uh, you want to do keys, that's fine. No, I really but you want to go Dong City. This is easier. Yeah, this is much runs. easier. Yeah, I don't know keys. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, well, we have a we have a junk ball pitcher. I'm gonna go with Trumbo. I think, I, I, I that's think a gimme, Tr right? Trumbo's Trumbo the easy pick. Yeah. There, there's, I think. I mean, I think there's a lot of easy picks on this team. But I'm going to go with Trumbo tonight. I'm trying to real quick look at the lineup in case I want to go a little bit uh, obscure. So we got Rickard, Machado, Jones, Davis, Trumbo, Weeders, Alvarez, Scope, Flaherty. Pretty traditional I, I, lineup I was here. thinking of going with Joey, but thought you'd just give me some crap. I would. He's had some big hits, but Trumbo seems like a lock for tonight. I, I just had to look up real quick. Doug Fister is a right-handed pitcher. Yes. Uh, how many left-handed bats we have in there tonight? Davis. Weeders will bat left, Alvarez, and Flaherty. There's no chance I'm taking any of those left-handed hitters. Maybe Come on. Davis. But Come on, take Pedro. Take Pedro. Uh, I'm going to go Adam Jones, who is my lock to start in the All-Star game. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the hottest Oro right now. Adam Matty? Jones. Matt Weeders. Matt I'm going Weeders. with Weets. Weets? Jason Cleats. I'm uh, going with Matt Weeders for he, Dong City. The intern wants to pick. I mean, I'm going to go with Jonathan Scope. Why, intern? I mean, he's hot right now. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Oh, and uh, also Bud Norris is in the bullpen of the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. He's squeezing in fun facts and corrections. Absolutely. So, so he's been moved to the bullpen. He, he was as a starter, so I guess Bud Norris has been rele rele relegated to the bullpen. Yeah. I, oh, well. I know how that story ends. You know, you know who's in the bullpen for the Houston Astros? This would have been my third trivia question if we'd have gotten to three. Yeah. Former Orioles, Scott Feldman. We had some good times with Feldman. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he's still in baseball. That's who we got for Jake Arrieta, wasn't it? Scott Feldman yes. and Steve Clevenger. Steve Clevenger, yes. yeah. And then Feldman was just a one-year, like a half-year. Yeah, he was like a one-and-done. And then he was a free agent, and the Astros paid him crazy money, more yeah. than we were going to pay him. Yeah. And, and now he's a bullpen guy. 
but Steve Clevenger, we got Trumbo for that deal. Yeah. So that that helps the Arietta deal, right? It, it all evens mental. out. <laughs> it all evens out. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> uh, we trade away the the best pitcher in baseball, but we got Mark Trumbo eventually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's hitting the most home runs right he, now. He would have never been the best pitcher here. So. All right. So down Enjoy. the line, Josh went Alvarez. You went Matt. Went Weeters. Weeters. I went Jones, and the intern went Scope. Who did Josh pick? Alvarez. Uh, so, no, so I went with Trumbo. With Trumbo. I no, like let's say, I let's say Alvarez. I heard Alvarez. I, I, I heard I've been Alvarez. bashing Alvarez for an hour I heard and Alvarez. Uh, that's okay. There's when no Alvarez thing, hits two dongs, he'll claim credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> and no one picked uh, our best le- left-handed hitter. Chris Davis. Or our, our, our best power hitter, Chris Davis. Yeah. Chris friend friend Chris, of the show. I mean, Chris, Chris, Chris Davis. Friend of the show. I like that. Friend of the show. Absolutely. Chris Davis. Uh, he always has a chance. Yeah. Uh, again, we are at Section 336. You can listen to our archive episodes. Uh, a few weeks ago, we interviewed Chris Davis, which is a lot of fun. But you can listen to Or you can find us on uh, YouTube. We are on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Jo- Josh said it before, we're everywhere. It's true. Section 336. You, you re- literally cannot get on the internet without seeing us. It's amazing <laughs> that you haven't heard about us yet, if you are on the internet at all. Seriously. But we, we were just talking about Dong City. And with the lineup, tonight's lineup is Rickert, Machado, Jones, Davis, Trombo, Weeders, Alvarez, Scope. Flaherty. Yeah. Besides Flaherty, as long as you don't see Flaherty, you could make an argument for any of those guys to hit a home run tonight. And Rickard probably. You can't go wrong. Rickard's got like four. Okay, this fine. Yeah. He's having, he's doing more than we expect. Yeah. All right, we we have to get out of here. But 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 stay tuned in. The Orioles are about to come on here in a couple yeah, minutes. I was gonna say we're not going anywhere. We're gonna watch the Orioles. Yeah, but I mean we gotta we gotta turn off the show so we can watch the game. Uh, we are at 8:30. 8:30. We're gonna give away a bobblehead and Orioles tickets. A combo package, four, four tickets for the Orioles, along with a Manny, Iron Manny bobblehead, uh, sponsored by Flying Dog. Iron Manny. Well, what do we have? And we got giveaways for commercials. What do we have left? That Chris, Chris Davis shirt? The Chris Davis shirt we'll do uh, after the first inning or so, commercial break, and then the tickets are at 8.30. So if you haven't gotten your name in the drawing yet, come up here, see the intern. He might be going around. And if you already won one of the previous drawings, we'll throw you back in for the uh, Orioles tickets at 8.30. Yeah, so, so, so ha- just ha- hang out, get another beer, uh, and wait around till 8.30. Watch the Orioles score about five runs the first inning uh, and have a great time and, and win some Orioles tickets. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Can we get some food now? Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you li- li- listening, and we'll be uh, popping in, uh, up in here in a few, few minutes. Thanks, Bert. <laughs>